Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Taco Dog, joined by the now play Pokemon battle hardened competitor, Jet Force Gemini. I mean, barely, but yep, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, this was, I just want to say Happy New Year to all of y'all. We've been away for some time, being with our families and kind of stepping away from the microphones. But we do have... Did, did, did we? I mean, I did. <laughs> I want to say I did. Jed, I'm sorry if you if that brought up some some PTSD for you. No. <laughs> no, I had, I, had, so, I had a wonderful holiday. We had the Canadians out. It was good. Yay. Well, I was like, you're also welcomed in Casa de Taco whenever, whenever you make the trip out here. Nice. So... There wasn't a lot of Niantic and Sylph news other than I can finally complete the Dratini Community Day Classic event, the ticket that I've been sitting on, because Dratini are all over the place right now. And I'm excited for that. <laughs> However, how, how we many, did have... How many do you have left to do? I've got... I still have the three steps to do, but I went from catching one Dratini on the thing to I'm up to the, I'm up to the second step. I just have to open the app and complete it. <laughs> Nice. And so this past weekend, we also did have the San Diego Regional, and I heard that that one was completely sold out. And we did have two two of our faction's teammates, Jet Force Gemini and Moist Donut, competing in both competing in that tournament. And so as a faction's captain, I'm super proud of them for their experience. And... I kind of want to turn this time to turn it over to Jet and let him give his experience and kind of what he thought about the whole event as a whole. So take it away, Jet. I mean, overall, it was, it was great just to be immersed in that space. I'd never gone to any of the events for TCG or VG, so just to step out and, and see what it's actually all about, what it looks like not just watching a, a stream is, is always enlightening in in a way that maybe you don't expect where these these are kind of your people <laughs> and and it's always it's good to see all of them in one space having very similar conversations and just getting to really experience the community aspect because you know it's it's been kind of sparse for a few years and having having the San Diego regional come back is is a big deal as, as for the actual competition, I was glad that uh, Donut and I were not in the same group, so we at least could go through and not worry about playing each other for the entirety of day one, which, I mean, is, is already kind of crazy, just the way that it's set up, where you have to essentially be final two in your own bracket of 32 to make it to day two, and that's a lot if you try to think it think about it just from that wide lens so you know one battle at a time like always and as far as i can tell there were maybe only a handful of people that weren't very seasoned in the game so there there were more or less no easy battles except for there were some spots where people didn't show up and so obviously those turn into buys for people and i mean that's just luck of the draw but it was one of those things where I'm, I'm glad to 
have been there and see how it works because my my brain does a lot of oh like over overcompensating when it doesn't know how things work exactly and that included like logging into the phones like is this going to be a problem how is the officiating going to go and from the moment you sit down to log into a phone you can call someone over and they will come over like in a in a couple seconds like they're they're hovering like hawks ready to facilitate and to me like that was super reassuring um, especially being a self-player where we don't really have that like even when live tournaments were the the norm there there wasn't that level of someone always has your back <laughs> or like you can really be your own advocate the whole way through and i think I'll, I'll speak a little bit for Donut here, where his his kind of like one big gripe was that his he he wasn't totally in agreement with how the official that came over ruled on on one of his games, and as a player you can always run it up to the head judge, and that's just something he didn't take advantage of, and I think that as self players we're, we're used to you get you get one and then you move on and <laughs> then the other side of the coin was that uh none, none of my games had any issues as far as needing officiating but the, <laughs> there 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 were plenty and it's it, it was it was nice to be able to hear what that was about afterward because uh meep was one of the players that his rounds I forget what a like it was round three or four match went forever like he was it was super delayed like he was still sitting there as the next group had all basically filed in and filed out and so chatting with him after they played so you know it's it's a best of three but first to two wins and they played 15 games because they kept having just full unplayable lag issues basically and just 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 the fact that you have to sit through that many games like i i don't i i applaud his tenacity to to get through that and to to get the win like he did amazing that day um it was super cool to meet a few of the swab blues i hadn't met and just some of the other um especially california players that I hadn't met in person yet, which, I mean, that that's always the, the nice thing about the in-person stuff. Did you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Did you get to reunite with some old, some old players that you had fought with um, while you were down at the San Diego Regional, or was it kind of just like, I'm going in with this, and this is my friend Donut, and we're just going <laughs> to go out and have a good time? Uh, I mean, mostly the latter. Like, I, I will say... It was really nice to have like a built-in best friend to, to go with because you the way that, that it's it's set up right now, time really is is hard to keep track of in that space. Uh, they, and they still have COVID restrictions, so you're wearing a mask. It's one of those things where unless someone else is like, hey, have have you eaten anything today or did you drink water or you know, you know, just those human things that you need to do to maintain a, a good mental state. It's it can be 
a situation where you're just kind of on that high alert for several hours and then <laughs> you're like, oh, I, I guess I, I should probably have a snack or even just like go take a walk because there's not really seating. So you end, we ended up standing around for a lot. And just at the end of the day, we were like, ah, my body. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, okay, so my last question, and this will probably be a little bit, a little, a little segue or a little off topic. Did they have uh, merch and stuff that you could purchase while you were at the event? Yeah, so so they had like the whole prize wall that was more for, I want to say like the side events, or I, I think that's also just how the TCG works, is you get tickets as you win or something. I, I think that's what I saw happening. But aside from that, there's also just regular merchants. And it was amazing to me. I expected there to be way more... A generic kind of plush and apparel and whatever else and the majority of it was literal TCG cards including a whole section of they are ready to buy your stuff and I was just like I can't imagine bringing a binder to a competition like this and thinking I would have time between matches to just oh I'm gonna go hawk like a few pages to see what they'll give me for it. <laughs> well, that's good. And then, what would you say to somebody that is still on the fence about coming to one of the Play Pokemon regionals? Uh, I mean, I would say talk someone into going with you or have someone that you know that will meet you out there because... Like like I said, the having having a team of of people around other humans to help you do human things when there's the whole keeping track of however they're proceeding through the rounds. Even like there was one point after I had been eliminated that I was just checking the bracket and I saw Donuts match had been posted. I was like, dude, your match is up. <laughs> And we were, we were over at, at the merch stuff. It was just like, dude, you got to go back. <laughs> um, but but overall, yeah, you, you should go if, if you have the opportunity, especially if there is a local one. Um, even as close as I was to the venue, I would say if you can stay walking distance, do that because the day starts really early and factoring in like for me it was the a 45 minute drive and then uh, a 10 minute walk from parking to the venue like that's a lot of sleep that you lose <laughs> when the the line on saturday opens at 7 30 and player meetings at nine it's just like the the whole thing can go by in a flash gotcha gotcha so I guess it sounds like if I ever go to one of these things, I'm going to get a hotel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or depending like on the area, like when we did um, GoFest in Seattle, we, we got a house with some friends, and that was also a ton of fun just could, to have like a home base nearby. Oh, yeah. I forget Airbnb is a thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it can be, it can well, be a little less like, or just a little bit more getting to know the place where you're staying to than a hotel because it can be the, the case that a hotel is kind of its own world so that's true well i'm really glad that i'm really glad that you were able to give us that insight and 
quite frankly. I'm a little sad I missed the regional in Peoria, but I kind of want to go. I think the closest one for me is going to be later in June in Wisconsin. So maybe I can convince the wife to let me go up there for a weekend and possibly take some peeps from Iowa City. Yeah, and, and I totally think that you should. And like immediately after the tournament on Saturday, people were already talking about, okay, so who wants to go to Fresno or Portland? Where it was just like, that's, you, as, soon as, as soon as you get a taste, like you'll want to do more. It's one of those things that like, like I said, it, it goes, the matches go by super fast once you start. And it's, it's one of those things that you like, I, I just, I could have done better. And getting, getting the practice in is, is definitely one of my big takeaways is I was still tinkering with my team like the night before. And probably probably not the best practice <laughs> it's like settle settle into your choices and and know your matchups inside and out just like just like all the all the regular matches that you play gotcha gotcha well i'm really glad that you were able to go out and have a very fun weekend it's definitely something that i want to put on my bucket list later this season or even the next season but i'm definitely not gonna want to to miss it so if you guys are on the fence about it try to make it out there as what i'm gonna say if you want a carpool i don't have a car but i can drive and i can be a very good navigator and pass out snacks <laughs> these, these are all important jobs they they really are when i was driving down to my when i was driving down to texas one spring break when i was in college i learned just how bad it is if you are the only person that can drive navigate and pass out snacks my other two peeps yeah, I would never go on a road trip with them again. Yeah, well, and like I, I get it if the the car you end up with is a manual or something, and so that restriction is there for who can drive. But you you got to make up for it as a passenger. Like you, you got to be going why the extra come, mile. Why do you have to come for me like that? <laughs> why you got to come? My car was a manual. Okay, uh-huh. and I loved it. Yeah. Well, and that's <laughs> I, I I know that from personal experience that I had. A very good friend who drove a manual, and the, like, if if you if you drive it, you're driving it on purpose. So I I hear you. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how to drive a manual? I mean, in theory, but not really. Okay. Don't let Jet drive. <laughs> Got it. But you'll be the navigator, or you'll be the snack person if we ever if we ever do that. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Alrighty, so. Tangent over, I guess. It For is now, now time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so we're going to go ahead and dive into the craziness that was bout three, especially in the open tier. And I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything or say it. I'll go knock on wood, just like probably off off mic. But one thing I do want to kind of point to is. The Ardenair Don't Care faction had probably the slowest start in our tiny little, in our tiny, very short lifespan. Uh, we were down three to nine, and our opponent was the powerhouse that is, that is Sub-Zero. Once again, very amazing team. They are piloted by a bunch of higher tier players. And so I thought this was going to be chalked up as a loss. You could hear it in my voice when we had that meeting on Saturday. I don't know if you 
Oh, I know you were you were in the meeting. Yeah. And then, just the next day, I wake up and it's now nine to six, and then it's now eight to eight ten. Eight to ten. Yeah. And I'm going. I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, we need a three zero to win for this for this rally to be complete. And our our faction our faction teammate Matt just says. You know what? I got this, guys. He pulls a donut and just three O's his opponent. I and, I was completely shocked. Me and Donut. So Donut was recording. So we were watching just in the living room. We went nuts when he won the third game. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's that was just the the sheer the sheer scope of this factions where it's like anything can happen. And I was honestly. Like I said, I was on, I was still shocked. Like I woke up the next morning and I saw that we won, and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to delete the I had to delete the the tweet that I was starting the night before <laughs> that I fell asleep on, and now I gotta change it. The, and even the like I was still cross tweet. Yeah, like of course every every week I put out I make a congratulatory tweet or I make a like GG's uh, it was a really great match glad we could fight type of thing not to sound too arrogant so I just do that for me and I'm just like alright I'm deleting this consolidation tweet and I have to put the winning tweet up and it was it was crazy so but once again I do want to point out that Sub-Zero is a powerhouse of a team they are definitely. We are definitely going to see them get promoted to iron or even to copper when promotion when promotion starts. And I know that you know it's early in the early in the bout. That was just bout three. We've got six more bouts to go, but I think that might be their only loss of the season. That and maybe against uh, the Northeast Battlers Bastiodons team. That's a coin flip, honestly. Well, you you know they're going to end up playing them and the Bartone Boomers at some point, just because that's how Swiss gets when you have forty teams in nine rounds. So they they'll yep. they'll play those other top teams. We'll get to see we'll get to see exactly where everyone lines up. But yeah, I mean, again, big shout out also to to Jack and DMO for their huge wins, the eleventh yeah, hour. I... <laughs> It was like please guys so but kind of also looking at looking at some other interesting matchups we had Barktown Boomers kind of solidifying their their place on top with a, an 8 a 13 to 8 finish against Sky Attack and that puts them one battles one point above Northeast Battlers Bastodons that inglorious Alliance that we had talked about at the beginning of the cycle, and coincidentally, we're fighting them this week, <laughs> and so I am. I'm very excited. I got put back in the lineup, but I also need a team, and I'm hoping I can put one together soon. I mean, Ember is pretty easy to put post post a lineup for, just because it's 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 fairly safe as far as. If you want to just put in the cookie cutter six, like that's totally fine. That's then you're really just looking to outplay because you're gonna have a lot of staring down similar mons. Like there will be some outlier stuff that makes some of your picks better, but mm-hmm. for for the most part, I think people are getting 
familiar and comfortable with their Ember teams and then just sticking with them. It doesn't matter as much if someone sees you're running the same team every week because if you're just out playing people with those six, there, there are very few hard counter situations compared to other metas. Right, right. And that is definitely another another type of um, another type of thing to look for because I think Ember is one of those teams that are one of those metas that you can take the meta on, but if you change the, the, the move setup week to week, you never know what your opponent's going to run. So even if you build a team to hard counter, you really can't hard counter everything. Yeah, or yeah, there's there's the the pros and cons of especially the kind of Swiss Army knife of Polyrath, I think is is the most under the scope for which moveset are they running because it can it can change a lot of what it does and while the the ice punch scald is is bread and butter, like the the dynamic punch is nice for solidifying the mirror and it's like yeah, you, you might lose either the debuff potential of the scald or the spamminess of ice punch, but it can it can be worth it just depending on what you want it to do in the rotation. Right. And then you've you've talked about ice beam on Coolfish and just running down the numbers for that, the the ice beam really has the best overall performance. It's just in those specific times, again, especially into the Polyrath, that you only really have a chance at that if you're running the Shadow Ball. Yeah. And so this is definitely kind of the, here's some toys, or here's some Legos, build a house out of it type of thing. And everyone's house is going to look different, even though they have the same pieces with them. Yeah. And and just to walk back slightly to the Barktown Boomers, I, I will say this about three was the most telling that they've had because we had two new teams that they were up against prior and this is i mean skytech is also new but we know that they are one of the teams that's expected to do well this cycle just because they're the wing attack b team oh this is the wing attack b team yeah i legit did not know that okay well Remind okay, I'm putting this in my notes now. Sky attack on <laughs> radar. <laughs> well you know, honestly, kind of looking at the way that the the bout in open is shaking up, the cream of the crop, just by the top the top five. We had the Barktown Boomers, the Bastardons, the two Gumi teams, uh, in Gudra's Goonies and Gumi University. I don't know if those are like the main team and academy team. But if they are, my headcanon is just going to be, that's a lot of depth. And then, of course, we have us at Dinair Don't Care, which, to be quite frank, I did not I did not think that we would be doing this well this early. It gives me, it gives me a little bit of some, a uh, little bit of some shakiness, because I, I enjoy it, but I also, like, in that person, it's just like, hey, there's a lot of things going well. That doesn't seem right but I'm going to accept it for now. <laughs> it looks like Kumi University is a muddy water team. Mm. And then 
it just says, or in Gudra's case, it just says a bunch of Goonies doing Gudra's work. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is an independent team. They just happen to have some very similar characteristics. Yeah, and they, they both started an open last cycle, so they've been around. Okay. I feel like they're doing, they're off to a good start again. And because I, I think they ended up in a neck and neck last cycle like or just all the way through even where it was like we we gotta see for sure which which Gumi slash Gudra comes out on top definitely yeah well you know with the I guess the B team with Muddy Water with the Muddy Water affiliate that's a I think correct me if I'm wrong that's a gold tier team I will I will trust you on this okay so we so even if they even if the academy team does get promoted, we're not. I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be the same team that shows up in Iron or if they win in the copper tier of because they might just promote some people or demote some people based on performance and such. Because you know anything can happen. Do we want to check in on the the Rose Lark bow bout just to be able to actually look at some matchups that aren't like just from our. Uh, our own match I mean I kind of want to but I see that they have some staff corrections which is kind of like why it's just the last one okay yeah it's unclear maybe it's just a scheduling thing okay I see alrighty so we can kind of jump in I'm gonna jump into the Ember matchups um, I was, of course I was on the bench this week but I want to kind of turn your attention to youngster Brian or youngster Brain, excuse me. They brought a jump fluff and a Machamp, which I have not seen a lot of in the Ember. And then Wildcat or Wildcat 06 brought a Primate. I like the Primate a lot personally. I don't think it did that well uh, in its matchup in this particular matchup because you've got your. Well, actually, no. It, it has some play against the Pyloswine and the Hisui and Quillfish. But I believe it's more glassy than the Machamp and Polyrath. And then if it's a Fairy Wind Jump Bluff, forget it. You're not touching it with a 10-foot pole. I mean, the, the Fairy Wind isn't really doing damage. It's just, it's just the fact that it's the, the output attached to even Energy Ball is going to be too much for a Primate. But uh it's just it's super brave in my opinion to bring the grass types <laughs> it's it's been amazing to me i just started my first vanilla self tournament for the for the season and how many teams had grass types it was just blowing my mind it was like you know this is a flyer meta right <laughs> and, and high, flyer slash qu- like poison quillfish that's fair Wait, did you put poison sting or poison jab on your quillfish? I gotta know. I like poison jab. I've I've seen people successfully run the poison sting just to get the the nukes out there faster. It makes the Gligar matchup one that is basically idiot proof in the one shield. You can just double ice beam or whatever. Mm. <laughs> idiot proof. Yeah. Hey, I got three would by a poison sting quillfish, so. What does that make me? It's a spammy boy. That is that is yeah. the <laughs> the angle of running the poison sting over the jab. But I I like the little bit of extra pressure there with the poison jab. That's fair. Okay. 
And so Youngster Brain got the 2-1, I'm going to say based off of his spice picks and how he was able to pivot around there. But, you know, kind of looking at this matchup on paper, it kind of reminds me of like maybe Youngster Brain had the upper hand because the primate couldn't really do much. It, that's just in my opinion. I could be completely wrong. It, um, this this is one of the like this is back to my earlier comments on Ember. It's it is way more difficult just on mm, the lineups to try to get a lot out of the the Ember, especially when it's like one two or two one. It's like mm-hmm. they they there are so many situations where you can just run away with energy or shields by soft losing an opening or a swap matchup where you can you can just run your core three like whatever that is like if it's a charizard polyrath cool fish and the other three are there just to make those better at what they're doing yeah that's a fair point that's a that's honestly a fair point on that one the other matchup on the other side the spooky brought a pile of swine and mana swine i mean of course and surfish um, the, yeah, and the pile of mammo combo is one that I've thought about also. Where it's like you can double down, you can run the mammo with the mud slap. There's there's a lot of ways you can do it. Yeah, I have one for the Great League, a mammo swine, but I just don't see it kind of performing as much as pile of swine because you lose a lot of bulk. But does the attack kind of outweigh that? The, the one thing know. that you gain for sure is that you win the heads up against a pile of swine. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, you can also do that just by having a more attack-weighted pile of swine, but the the real double ice goodness is that they're going to think twice about bringing the Glygar, right? Like, it's it's really a, a mind game as far as I'm concerned. Gotcha, gotcha. I see. Well, kind of also looking at some other matchups. The Roslark boat team took both Vanguard slots, which, mm, I mean, staff corrections are one thing, but there we go. You want you want to just talk about the other one? I do. Because uh, I see a Shadow Gallade, which, and a Rainy Cast form. I haven't seen those in in a hot second for limited metas quite honestly and judging by kind of judging by the by uh re reduxes yeah reduxes team redo redo okay okay mr frenchy french (laughs) judging by redo's team i'm kind of seeing that charm might have been the play because you can take care of the dragonair primate and really chunk off the the Noctowl, at least that's what I'm, uh, kind of what I'm going on, and then kind of threaten the Leaf Blade close combat, or even if it has Synchronoise, can't throw that out. But I think Leaf Blade kind of helps with against Celio, Regirock, and then close combat to chunk off a uh, Noctowl. Well, and this is one of those kind of cool situations where the only overlap is the Dragonair, because Dinair don't care, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love, I love Rainy Cast form. It's just so. It's just there. It looks so happy. It looks really good, apart from the opposing dragonair. True, 
because Weatherball can, is a spammy boy, and of course Thunder for Celio Noctowl. Golly, it makes me want to build a rainy cast form now. Let's see. We have a triple. We have a triple shadow team in the Simpedia, or Simpedimpa. I typed these out. Doesn't mean I can pronounce them. They were our opponents last last time out. <laughs> Simpedimpa. Simpedimpa. With the Shadow Ampharo, Shadow Glasscore, Shadow Steelix. That is so expensive to build. My goodness. What a, what a cool lineup, though. And then we're kind of seeing something out of the Great League in the Ultra League with probably XL Defense Deoxys, XL Registeel, regular Verizion, XL Skarmory, and the the uh, Obstagoon Garatina Origin Form. An, an Origin Form Garatina. Now that's something you don't see in Ultra League every day. <laughs> the, the forgotten stepbrother. <laughs> He's helpful in Master League, and that's about it. My goodness. Well, and it gave them a little bit more of the attack pressure that they're missing, aside from Verizion, where Skarm, Reggie, DD are all just there to soak. Yep. You are you are definitely right about that one. And so I also want to look at the Master League because there's something that kind of struck me a little bit. We have a Mega Steelix, which is quite honestly a very interesting pick. Next to a Kyurem that prior to this last bout would have been unheard of. It definitely would have been a suicide mission a little bit. It's like, I guess it fills a slot, but... <laughs> Now it actually has a job. <laughs> yeah. And kind of just looking at the team, I'm really digging that Zapdos over there by Dude Man Bro Dog One. Dude Man Bro Dog. <laughs> I don't think it didn't have a lot of play, unless you fought Mega Steelix and Lugia. But what is it gonna do to Mega Steelix? It can use Thunderbolt. It's double resistant. It, oh, oh, that's right. Agron's yeah. the pure steel type. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Okay, okay. Never mind. Ignore what I just said. It can hurt the Lugia. And sort of take hits from Swampert, unless it's running Sludge Wave. And just drill peg it to death. I mean, Hydra's still hitting it for full damage. Yeah. I'm trying to make Zapdos work in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree it's a cool pick. I think it just didn't, yeah, it didn't have much to hit this time. You know, it was on the winning team, so we're going to we're gonna give him that. <laughs> Zapdos was there, okay. He was, on, he was on the bench cheering his teammates on. And then, oh, wow, this is a, this is a pretty interesting one. King Kong brought an Overquill and Open Great League. That's all I got. Honestly, I'm a big uh, Shadow Bombasnow fan. I almost brought it to the regional, but then I looked and saw that it's an Ivy Defendant win over Noctowl. I was like, never mind. <laughs> but the the coverage is has been for a long time really strong, and I honestly thought that like Obama Snow would be the kind of go-to go-to pick for to take care of the flyers in this flyer play pokemon meta but you know 
sometimes you're right and sometimes you're wrong. Or in my case, a lot of the times you're wrong, very little times you're right. Yeah, unfortunately, the the biggest winner, of course, is Charizard, and it doesn't want much to do with that. Yeah. Although in this case, I think I would kind of put Fire Spin on this Charizard, and you know, looking at hindsight for a second. And then just go straight blast burn because I am a psychopath. <laughs> it's it's so hard to go with that energy generation though. The the difference between the the fire spin and the wing attack now is like night and day. Yeah, it's it, it, Charizard was scary before just because you know nothing really wants to take a blast burn, but now you actually get to two reliably off of the wing attacks, whereas before you were basically having to bait if you still had to deal with the shield but gotcha okay i still stand by what i said fire spin's gonna get a buff next time <laughs> it, it's it's gonna happen i i liked i liked your comments on on metal claw and fire could use the same definitely i honestly i do want i want fire spin to get a buff or ember one of those two and then i want metal claw to get a buff Niantic, I know you listen to this because we haven't seen or heard anything from Arbok in quite some time. One of you over there listens to us. Or you can, you know, give Mudshot back to camera. Please. please. <laughs> just, just just, real quick. Just just give it to us, please. We want Mudshot, or I want Mudshot camera because I want to spam out nuke moves <laughs> like it's nobody's business. Mm-hmm. But okay, I'll get off my soapbox. I think. So. Well, just just to maybe go into where the the winds were coming from for the for the sweep. Like I think Lantern looked too good to leave behind, and there were some pretty hard punishes on King Kong's team for it. Yeah, because you got the the earthquake wall rain, you got the energy ball bomb of snow. I mean, Vigoroth, or you can just have Vigoroth wasn't too on. bad into anything either, as far as just That's having true. having a, a reliable safe swap and having the freedom to call hard leads. That's it doesn't get much better than that. And then kind of also looking at it, if all else fails, you have the damage sponge over there in Umbreon, the literal bulkiest boy. And and I don't know if you watched Caleb Pang's uh, matches in the finals of the regionals, but. Registeel can beat Gfisk as a safe swap, so that was yeah, I did see that, and that was a very that was a very interesting play. Yeah, on that, part. that was that was three games in a row. That was nutty. I was a little I was a little perturbed that he did bring Bastard on and made it work, but you know <laughs> one one out of two. <laughs> but you know it it still is it still is there that that old double steel line just kind of doing a little bit of a remix with it definitely helps yep and so kind of looking at I'm going to look forward to bout 4 for a second is there any matchups that kind of make you kind of raise your eyebrows like this looks very interesting or well, maybe we should we watch have them. we have Roslark Bow and Sub-Zero taking on Paltown Red and Grievart Underdogs, respectively. And <clears throat> I think those, how those bouts go is going to tell us a lot about the rest of the cycle. 
I, I do, yeah, because we did fight Palatown Red last time in when we were members of the Angry Bottoms, and they were definitely a team that 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 def that twelve nine win could have easily been a twelve nine the other way, if I remember correctly. So definitely, if Roslark Bow and Sub Zero win out, we've already faced the both of them, so we hold the tiebreaker on them. So as long as we have one more win than them, or if we have the same amount of wins as them, we've had such we a crazy still get the promotion. <laughs> we we fought like we fought we fought against a former Iron Tier team and the Queen Bees, and then we go up against the C. I want to say it's the C team for Rock Paper Slark because I know they got another one in the uh, European in the European area, and then we fight the. Uh, the former teams, uh, the former gold and platinum tier teams, just coming together and making a team of their own, and now we have the Northeast Battlers. I think this is a C team and Inglorious Bastardons Alliance. Like, I know that the the some people that self listen to this, but I do want to say, y'all, can we catch a break, please? <laughs> I mean, it's it's just where we started on the draw and apart from that it was really a matter of the chips landed where they did yeah honestly if we win we'll probably fight Barktown Boomers and then Gumi University and then Gudra's Goodies just because you know the the algorithm's gonna do its thing and just match us up there because it is a sociopath <clears throat> sometimes yeah. you know? <laughs> well and then probably Sky Attack also and depending how Grievard and Palatown do from here. Probably one of, yeah. if not both of them as well. If we fight Palatown Red, I will probably mute myself from the Palatown PvP server for that week. But that's a that's a story for another day. <laughs> you ready to move on into Iron? Yeah. I guess All I right. guess the one team we didn't talk about just in that whole top section was Battle Boys. That's true. They are they're a bit of a sleeper. I think they're a bit of a sleeper pick right now. They're just kind of doing their own thing. Like it's it's early they, enough that I mean, yeah, they took the the bat one loss, but they lost by one game. So mm-hmm. and then they they've they've held their opponents to less than 5 less than 5 points after that after that loss. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how you know that they're not in the in the range they should be, right? Definitely. Moving that's why I said. <laughs> that's why I'm picking that, them as a, my sleeper pick. All right, iron. All right, going into iron. <laughs> Actually, <sighs> so we had Silkhouse Wabu taking another L, sadly, and then the Winter Vortex team also took another L, and of course we had the unfortunate, the Angry Bottoms. We were talking about them a little bit. They did lose a heartbreaker uh, during the match, if I remember correctly. The matchup was like six to six, and their final score was fourteen to six. And that was yeah, that was with giving up two points, just not setting a team. So I mean that that always sucks, but that was that was one they really needed to win. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's I'm not gonna say it's too late for them to still turn around, but I think. They do have one more point over the Fearsome Frostlass, who also took an L this week. And who they're playing now. <laughs> so, this one definitely is going to be the the kicker. 
It's a rematch from last week, from last week, from last cycle. You know, I know that I know that National Bowler and G Free and Deku and Kev, haven't forgot about you, Kev, can turn it around. They're gonna do very amazingly. Socks, we can't forget about Socks or Crisscross. Crisscross is a monster. Definitely not someone I want to fight up against. Well, and they're showing up and putting out points consistently. So I mean, it's not like they're getting blown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like just, just uh, need just need everything to line up for them one week. <laughs> I honestly, when I kind of look at it, just based on the overall overall tiering of iron, the I think my pick for the like the lowest ranked team would probably be. Still fleek San Antonio. I'm gonna piss off a lot of people saying that. Sorry, Texas peeps, but we gotta remember the Alamo. Now they do hold the tiebreaker over the Angry Bottoms. However, if we look at their schedule, that's their only—that's the only time they got over seven points. Out of the three so far, I guess. Um, yeah. As far as the matchups from this past week, though, the one that—I mean, obviously the. Swablu SD was further apart than I guessed it would be since they, they <laughs> it was a full 1-2 for them across the board. But um, apart from that, just that Busta Mime pulled a reversal on them the same. It, it, it just strikes me as odd. Like I put the bad Mewtwo's as kind of a, a step above and mm-hmm. to kind of have that repeat performance against what I thought was a slightly, I mean, I mean, I know they were a tier above, but they've, they've kind of been trying to find their feet even in iron. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also it's sometimes when teams get demoted, we kind of look at them and it's just like, okay, they have some time to find their footing. And Busta Mime kind of struck me as a team that looks like they found their footing early on. And let's hope that they can, they can kind of be carried into the. They can kind of be carried into the upper echelons of. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to say that. Word. You, you wanted to say <laughs> echelon, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I will. I will play the other side of that coin that they are, essentially, apart from when they play. The angry bottoms. They they're through the, easiest part of their schedule at this point. Yeah. You're, that's a that's a fair assumption, honestly. It's like they had the the rematch against Wu Tangela, who I'm pretty sure they were both in the same tier prior to this. And yes, then... they were. Um, they don't they're not gonna fight the Angry Bottoms until about five. Uh, I know they have Pioneer Valley this week, so if they can if they can take Pioneer Valley down, I'm probably gonna be the one that goes on record and says. They found their footing, and they're ready for their revenge tour. I mean, <laughs> it's, they they better is is all is all I'll say <laughs> is you, you gotta you gotta be ready for the back half of this of this cycle because yeah, weeks six through nine are all the people that you're you're dreading. Yeah, and I kind of feel a little bit for the Angry Bottoms because after this week, they draw Busta Mime and then Pioneer Valley, Nebraska. They basically have to fight against the, the cream of the crop from last cycle. And that's that's kind of, a, of an unfortunate draw. 
but you know it's kind of it's kind of what the algorithm says all hail the mighty algorithm so stadium I know, elite I'm going had, into stadium elite they had we're still looking at their team they had kind of <laughs> kind of a big boom of a week where <laughs> where do we want to dude the spice on this team is unreal magic mason brings a charge a bug like what kind of mad lad does that yeah it's a, it's a it's an interesting one and then on the other team i'm not even going to pronounce that because i can't uh, jim corn brings a tangrowth and then that's you know, that's Zapdos. still on stadium elite that's just the next slot right yeah, that's on the that's on the matchup right behind it. Mm-hmm. Like these mad lads are just like my goodness. Well, and that's one of those any rock move in this meta is good. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Charger Boy can use a rock move? Oh wait, no, Tangrowth. Tangrowth. Yeah, yeah. It still has access to rock slide if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Oosh. I don't. I remember the early times of the GBL days. <laughs> this was okay, and then the next slot in Vanguard. I did not s- expect to see a, a Gorgeist heads-up match either. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a difference between the small size and super size? Yeah. Like, so the so the stats are a little different. Where the okay the lar- essentially the larger the size, the more. Um, bulk weighted they are okay so we had the attack weighted one and the blissey rated one i guess <laughs> yeah we're i mean they're they're a little different they they still more or less are doing the same job and honestly just whichever one you've got is probably the one you're building and that's fair but what if you this is not me talking but what if you just have one like you have a couple of them lying around and you want to just build them all I mean start with the shiny I don't have the shiny (laughs) then don't do it okay I won't do that then but alrighty then and then kind of mm, ooh in in the master slot we had a mega Obama snow coming and you have my attention (laughs) <laughs> we have Mega Obama Snow with Primarina and then some Metamons. Oh, well, Machamp is, I guess Machamp isn't too meta per se, but it's meta in the Premier Cup. I So this is one that I want to look. I just need to pull up the next uh, tab so I can go back and look at the points thing because... Go for it. This top team looks like they didn't use all eight of their points am i totally wrong it honestly it does look like that because i don't think mega obama snow had points on it. it it is a two point pick so this is this is a learning with jet and taco moment <laughs> Bu- Woo! building a, a master league team so the kyogre's three the obama snow's two so that's five um, and then Snorlax Premium Machamp Exodrill or any of those worth points. I think mm. Exodrill would be worth some points, no? Nope. None of those are worth points. So they used they used five of their eight. Well alrighty then. I think in the Master League you're gonna want to try to use as many points as possible, no? <laughs> I I mean like 
it's it's resource management. You you have built what you have built, so yeah. Uh, that was that was just one of those things that was tickling my brain. Like this doesn't look quite right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the master league slot is that slot that's just so. Uh, everybody wants to be on the mask. Everybody, like nobody wants to do it. And if you have somebody that's built level fifty mons, like more power to them. <laughs> it's more like there's very specific people that just want to play open master and nothing else. Well, we were fortunate enough to have. Well, now we're up to three master league, four master league players that we've come across that like to do it. I'll still lump Jack in there because he was he was the original Master League player on that we brought on. Yeah, and it counts, I think, if you have held down the slot for a significant number of bouts. Definitely. And then Jeffrey took it over, and my goodness, the amount he he had some weeks where he carried the team, like. And then I gotta give give him credit where credit is. And then Bork was the the good sub the good sub in mm-hmm. when he needed it. And then now we have Lord Oman that yeah I mean he's he's a monster. Everyone in the master everyone that plays in the master league is a monster. I definitely want to get more mons to level forty because I found out if you take a Pokemon that's level forty into the master league, you can still stay somewhat competitive. <laughs> I think you. I think you want to go to fifty, Taco. No, stop it. <laughs> I don't have the XLs yet. Um, <clears throat> just, just looking though, because I was, I was curious if that was their normal slot, and it looks like they have played the master slot all three bouts, and okay. they have brought Giratina, Eveltal, Dragonite prior. So I guess, and Mega Steelix was their Mega that. They, they just wanted these picks for the, the comp. Mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at their, their card as well. But, you know, they're, they're still trying to find which team works for them. So I still, I still have some faith that they can turn it around. Maybe the, the hardest part has passed for San Antonio. I'm looking at the wrong schedule. <laughs> Uh, Pioneer Valley, Angry Bottom, Silver. Okay, no, they have bad, <laughs> they have bad Mewtwo's, SoCal Swablu, Winter Vortex, Wu Tangle Clan, and then Fearsome Frostlass, and then they end out with Busta Mime at the end. So they've they've had more of a mix. Yeah, I mean, with Iron, there's really no quote unquote easy teams. It's just how hard you're gonna, how you're gonna finish. Some you end up winning some, you end up losing some. Yeah, it's it's, it's, aside, it's one of those things where it? you can't expect to have a relief week. Yeah, it's not open anymore, sadly. Unless you're the Dean Air Don't Care team, which I still lose sleep over. <laughs> but honestly, every team, except in bout one, with the Fearsome Frostlass and Self League San Antonio has scored at least six points. And that just shows you how close these battles can be. So, moving on to about four, 
Oh, I was okay. I was just gonna check out the ultra and great slots real quick to see if there's <laughs> anything else that popped out. There's another Giro origin form. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other one I saw in the Great League was uh, Dane. Hmm. Everything else looks pretty, pretty meta, in this case. Well, I mean, Shadow Meganium. I don't know, man. I don't know. I kind of. I'm not gonna say I've, like, I kind of view it as meta because, but it's more of like maybe a spice pick. But I'm gonna file it under a little bit of the meta one just because it kind of functions the same way that regular Meganium does. Because it, it can lose the bulk and it will kind of shrug it off. Like I really didn't care about bulk to begin with. I'm just so bulky. Yeah, well, and can really lean into the fact that Frenzy Plan is just such a good move. Yeah. Yes, it is. They didn't really have a hard wall for flyers. Like, they had other stuff to soak, like the the triple tank action of Umbreon Crest Altaria, but it wasn't like they had a, a steel type as a check. Yeah. I mean, they still ended up taking the win with... I guess they just said, you know, who needs bulk? We're going to go hyper offense and throw Umbreon in when we are taking too much damage. I, I like that Shadow Charizard showed up. That was that was probably my favorite. <laughs> my favorite pick from my own regionals team was the Shadowzard. Yeah, I did get to see it a little bit in action during the the Mazer shout when I was shoutcasting for Mazer. The thing is spooky, especially if you get it properly aligned with the Shadow Swampert, like, you can actually win that. No way. It's dumb, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. And, uh, so, I'm gonna go on record and say Shadows are the most busted thing, and you know, we should make Purifieds a little bit more busted by making them 20% bulkier. Or something. Yeah, give us a... Get, Niantic, I know you listen. Like, once again, please give us an incentive to purify Pokemon, yeah. to, not to, just to level up. To quote AJ, that's something I'll never be doing again. <laughs> <laughs> if you heard the episode, because Apple Podcasts and Taco decided that, you know what? We're going to have audio issues. Yeah. But well, we'll get into that at the Salsa Bar. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> Ready to move on into Copper? Uh, I kind of derailed your about four thoughts. Oh, so. yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so before, I just wanted to say, in bout four, we've got Winter Vortex rematching Swablu again. And then we've got the Angry Bottoms having another rematch against the Fierce and Frostlass. Uh, Pioneer Valley's getting another test in Busta Mime to see if they can kind of keep that resurgent. And then Stadium Elite Silver takes on Wu Tangela Clan. That might be a trap match. I think that might be a trap match, honestly. Where if Wu Tangela Clan fires on all cylinders, they can definitely pull up the upset. But that's all I was going to say. Cool. I'm I'm ready now. <laughs> I just I, I didn't I didn't want you to miss out. That's good honestly cuz I I was I had my thought. I just didn't get to it, articulate it properly. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So in bout 3 headlines or not bout 3, sorry. In the copper tier bout 3 headlines, we have Dunspice proves a little bit too much for Mazer Gaming or too hot takes a narrow 12-9 victory. Because of the ghost pepper. Definitely. <laughs> but isn't the Carolina pepper hotter than the ghost pepper? 
Any anything spicier than mild is too much for me, so I, okay. I I leave that to other people to keep track of. We need our resident spice pick. Uh, now hiring resident spice pick on the podcast must like pepper. We, we need a wing guy. There we go. <laughs> or a person. So unfortunately, the Tap and Turtle Squad takes uh, an L, and they were close up until the final two matches with Sharks taking a 13-8 victory. Unfortunately, Tap and Turtle Squad is now in a is now in a scenario in a place where they've never been before. They've lost two straight games. I'm shocked. Or I'm I'm shook, Steven. <laughs> I'm shooketh. <laughs> uh, and then Swell Sprouts finally is able to pile on the on the Mighty Thunder Ducks woes and they are also have lost two straight games with a 15 to 6 uh, victory. That's a huge win. Oh, Jiggly Dad 3-0. Amazing. That Oh yeah, I see that. Good job on Jiggly Dad. With a Mega Blaziken of all things. But kind of jumping into uh, Tap and Turtle Squad, the Sharks looking at the Ember slot. We have the Spice will continue with Ember with Electrode, Ludicolo, Dedane, and Alolan Muck. What is this team? Like honestly, what is this team? I mean, Ludicolo is a nukes machine if you can get rid of the shields with your other two Pokemon. But getting to, getting to that point is not easy. And I mean, Bubble, yeah, you still got to throw five of them without getting knocked out yourself. So I think I think maybe if we're going unconventional, the Electrode Ludicolo core could have helped because Electros can spam out foul plays or discharges. And if they feel really, 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 really spicy, throw on Hyper Beam for the for the memes. Yeah, Electrode and Ampharos are both situated well as we can we can get you whatever advantage you want <laughs> out of <laughs> out of a swap or just kind of like a test lead even where we got you. Yeah, and and they ca- they have a few options for moveset also, right? Where with Brutal Swing on the Aphros and Foul Play on the Electrode. The Electrode does a little bit more damage, but you get a full extra charge move out of Aphros usually if you do invest a shield. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some trade-offs, and then also like the like you said, the big nuke moves of Focus Blast or Hyper Beam if your opponent is being stingy with their shields. <laughs> Punish them. Yeah, exactly. And so get beamed. Yep. Uh, and actually, speaking of Amphros, on MX Chimp's side of the Sharks and Wreck, they brought Amphros. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so they, they were kind of on the same page, I think, where it does work, especially if you have a fighting weak team, because... Like the the fighters in this meta don't want to take a thunder punch even, so having right. having the option as the Ampharos or the Electrode to tank one of the spammier moves off of like a Surfetched or Primeape gets you immediate shield advantage and still probably farm down range for whatever the fighter was. True, and. I, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only the only prominent fighters we've seen is Polyrath, which I wouldn't classify really as a fighter because it uses Mudshot, but it's still like in the mix. 
Primeape and Machamp. Well, Surfetch more than Machamp, right? Like we oh, we saw right. that one Machamp that we commented on because it's a little bit more unusual, but yeah, I, I feel people are people are seeing the light of Primeape, but Polyrath is is kind of the gold standard for just the the variance and its and its utility. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, MX Chimp brought a more meta team aside from that Ampharos. Might have been to be a little bit bulkier from the Electrovire that a lot of people are starting to use more and more. And then uh, Gordon the Flash, you know, I think they were just able to overwhelm their opponent with, like, what am I fighting? How can I beat this? And was able to kind of just play, play really well. This is one where I expect. Quillfish could have done very, like, really well. Um, from Jamie from Pallet or Herb Herbizard's team? Yeah, Her Herbizard. Okay. Honestly, yeah, because Poison Jab. Well, Poison Jab really hurts Ludicolo to Dane. And then. Well, I think maybe they. Gordon, Gordon the Flash has had the alignment on it. That's what I'm thinking. Well, and that, that can be true, right? Like, the. Maybe like yeah. So just just trying to find the end game combo that can get you there is a little tricky because mm -hmm. Electivire I think is is more used to having at least neutral wild charges and it's looking at the biggest issues being resisted still. I don't know. It was it was, it, lo it looks like it would have been fun. <laughs> like it's I'm gonna try to run it <laughs> yeah you take yeah are you taking notes are you, are you picking teams based off of this honestly yes I am like when we look at the upper tiers to see what they fight and what they're able to use I kind of like bring that in plug it into PV poke and you know go next if, if you've got um I, I assume it's MX champs team like to me that that's super reliable Especially like if you don't have a Gligar or just aren't feeling it. Yeah, and you know I like Gligar, but there's just sometimes I'm just not feeling it. And like it's it's definitely a sim hero, whereas <laughs> like you said, if it does nothing unless you land the return, or if you're finding a ghost type. Yeah, and and if your opponent has been bringing two ghosts every time, like obviously. Bring Glygar Gliscor, but if you if you feel like that's not in the cards, then yeah, there's there's some cool other options. Right. Kind of looking at the Vanguard slot, we see uh, Shadow Lapras, and speaking of Machamps, both of them brought Shadow Machamps, Rainy Cast Form, Double Knockdown. Yeah. So this is this <laughs> is like polar opposite from the one we commented on before, where this is uh, five Pokemon the same. It was, yeah, Dragonair and Lapras. That are different, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the Vanguard meta is to start out with, but I do actually, like, three teams. Uh, Z's Wireless also brought Shadow Lapras. Oh, wait, they, they both brought Shadow Lapras. But yeah, I think Vanguard's starting to become more and more figured out because we're seeing which mods are doing really well and which mons are unfortunately falling behind 
Z's wireless is actually looking pretty okay, like pretty meta with the exception of a Kingdra instead of a Dragonair. But maybe that's what caused them to take a 1-2 instead of a 2-1 like uh, Gambino Dragon did in the previous bout. It is interesting to see that this was the, the week of the rainy cast form. That's it. I'm building a rainy cast form. <laughs> at least, at least across the ones that we took kind of the deeper dive into. Right. I'm going to move up to the Master League slot and then kind of work our way up from there. We had Dale Toon Army bring a double Dragon Core in Megazard X and Dragonite. And then also bring a Red Flower Florigus, Mewtwo, Swampert, Therian Landorus. And then Pogo Fan brought a Verizian, which is not something you see every day in the Master League. A Reshiram, most likely with the new Fusion Flare. Uh, there's the Garatino that is a staple. Everybody loves to use it in the Master League. No, I'm not salty at all. And then, <laughs> and then in this one, I think Primarina probably ended up running Charm over over Waterfall. And so I think that in this case, with the Zacian kind of. With the Zacian kind of being that possible safe swap, seeing as that Dale Toon Armory did not bring a Metagross onto the side, we were able to <clears throat> we were able to kind of guess that that's what at least gave Pogo Fan one of one point. Yeah, which helped no, him out. No steel types at all is, is interesting. Yeah, and you know, it's a very interesting play, but I think if you just go raw firepower, or in this case, dragon power, mm -hmm. that kind of led the that kind of led the the victory. And I think Megazard X does really well, at least in this one, if you had put Dragon Breath on it, just because of the sheer power that it has. And if anything you can swap out into Florges or even Mewtwo to kind of mop up the rest of the team. Yeah, I'm going to say Mewtwo Dragonite is just a little bit too classic bully <laughs> in this situation, probably. Yeah, definitely bullied them a tad. <laughs> Moving on up into the Ultra League, we have a Cobalion, which finally makes an appearance, even though it's very highly sought after. And then Pokegains brought an, a Garatino Primate, and then that's a level 50 Galarian Stunfisk and an XL Drapion. And a Pidgeot, because level 50 Pidgeot is king. That's, that's, that's one of those situations, though, where it becomes like, okay, which one do I best buddy? <laughs> <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, Mandibuzz needs XL to get close to the Ultra League spots, right? Yeah, it needs it needs the whole thing. Okay. I'm not building that for a while. Tentacruel, you you don't need the... Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And honestly, to be quite frank, I don't like Open Ultra League as much. I, I would prefer fighting in the Open Master League over the Open Ultra League. Because, at least with Open Master League, level 40 months are still somewhat competitive. Versus, like, Open Ultra League is just, like... Great league on steroids. <laughs> yeah, like 
Um, unless you're looking at something like Trevenant or Lapras, where the different amounts of XL actually give you different coverage as far as what you beat, just because of break and bulk point stuff. Like, it's it's very you, you got to go all the way into the niche. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's that's honestly 100% correct. And then in the in the open Great League slot, excuse me, we have... I keep forgetting Yonkas is in this tier. That's the YouTuber, right? Yeah. Okay. I started watching his videos a little bit. I like them. But now that he's on Sharks and Wreck, I have to be his, like, oh, we're, we're rivals if we ever fight. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever catch up. It, it's okay, because... You know, when the home slice Henry came down, we're just like really, really best buds. But when we meet in tournaments, we're like, oh no, I have to not like you for a couple of for a couple of minutes. Grrr. <laughs> uh So Cryptomorphism has a, a jump plug, a Dunsparce, because Dunsparce hype. Mm-hmm. And an Obstagoon going up against Jonkus's Shadow Machamp, Umbreon, Mantine, Root, Double Ghost, and Rearigus Frostlass, and then there's that Registeel. Dunsparce looks so good. I would run Dunsparce and kind of put him as... have him carry the team. In this case. Dunsparce, Metacham, and Lantern to mop up the remnants. So, that's a good wrap-up, honestly. Moving into about four for a second, seeing as that we've got Sharks and Wreck fights against Testudo Skills, who are looking for a bounce back victory. We're gonna see if maybe the Tap and Turtle Squad can can hold off the Spice and Ghost Peppers, Dunspice. Rock Paper Slark and Mighty Thunder Ducks are fighting again, a rematch from Iron Tier. Field Team Six and Mazer are also in that same same boat, and then NMPVP and Swell Sprouts. I think they're in different tiers last time will be fighting uh, will be fighting off to see I think who is going to be the yeah NMPVP is going to be looking for their very first win and Spellswouse is going to try to fight to avoid being on the quote unquote chopping block for relegation any of these matches sticking out to you Jet? that last one with NMPVP and Spellsprouts I think will be rather competitive it's like I, I think they're they're that is a good heads up in my brain same like okay. same with Sphere team and mazer um i am very curious to see how the squirtle squad does turtle squad does about four now that they're down a couple but still not by a lot and this is this is kind of where Mighty Thunder Ducks needs to show up, also. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to kind of point out is it's very easy to play at a very high level when you're winning a lot. The real test comes in when you're on these these losing streaks or these skids is how quickly can you guys can the team essentially come together rally around their their captain or just like a, a thing that they want to bring in together and so like I said at the beginning of 
covering this cycle is that Tap and Turtle Squad is in an area that they have never been in before. And I'm very interested to see how they'll turn out. But I think this team will kind of rally a bit and become become very very competitive. They can we can see them at the top versus just saying, oh well we lost, so we won the first game and we're gonna lose the rest now because the the cycle's a wash. Unfortunately there are some teams that think that way and it is an unfortunate part. But Tap and Troll Squad, we're pulling for you and we wish you the best of luck. Make open tier proud. <laughs> okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. We'll see. Okay. And then last year? Bronze time. I wonder, did third place get a bronze medal? For what? Uh, uh, for, say, like, in the play Pokemon, if they got a medal and if they're, if they're fighting in the bronze tier right now, it's like, hey, you're representing the whole tier now. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they have. That's my dad. Jo- that's my one dad joke for the for the night. <laughs> I, I, for, I forget how many each event has medals that they give out, but I know it's I know it's more than two. So, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so in the bronze tier, we have Brave Nerds once again continuing their winning streak, making that pedestal higher and higher. I hope I don't curse them. Honestly, I really hope I don't by saying that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a huge win. Yeah, but uh, sixteen to five over Fletch Cinderella story, and that was that was one of the, if I remember correctly, one of the staples in the last in the last uh, cycle. We followed them extensively. Yeah, in the in the copper tier, and then we have Seeking Pain and Dojo go down to the very last bout with Dojo taking eleven to ten. Seeking Pain unfortunately has dropped their first game of the bout and hopefully they can still rally and you know prove MJ wrong where it's like we have some hope and now we're going to get that hope completely blown out we have the Switchmasters taking it to the Pokemon Rangers and then 7 Deadly Simps unfortunately losing a Heartbreaker to the relegated Gong Rippers they're, exactly. they're on a win streak too yeah well, like we had said before, they are—they're the—they were recently relegated, and they're going on their revenge tour. So, uh, the Brave Nerds took a five-one in the Ember slot, and <laughs> of course, we're seeing that Primeape again. And then Caspi and Pike brought a Zapdos and Victini. I wish—I wish my Victini wasn't such a hard sell. I wish we could trade mythicals or anything. <laughs> give, yeah. give me my second Victini roll. <laughs> That's fair. So Caspian Pike took the two one, and the opponent ramps. I can't say that. Ram and sentence. How many times are we gonna do this? <laughs> Look, I didn't do hooked on phonics as it's, a kid. Okay. It's, it's... Oh, ran past. <laughs> <laughs> I need the phonics monkey. Oh man, we just <sighs> yeah, we we need we need capital letters is what we need. Look, this this is why you're the writer and I'm just the the, the taco. It's like you can take a second, you can <laughs> <laughs> really zero in. Don't let it overwhelm you. <laughs> and so 
going back to it, we had Caspian Pike with the Zapdos Victini Spice going up against the Afro Spice and ran past tense. Caspian Pike was able to take a 2-1 victory, and they also were able to beat me in the opening part of the Brave Nerds PvP tournament that is currently going on in Silk right now. Shameless plug there. <laughs> Turns out they also run tournaments. They do. They, they posted about it on Twitter. That's why I didn't know about it. Oh. Remind me to remind me to make a section in the Discord where you can... Oh, wait, no, there is a section in the Discord where you can advertise other tournaments. I'm going to have a maze post about it. If he wants to, like, promote. But that's for later. I like so, it. <laughs> so Driftblim uh, brings Primate and is able to 3 his opponent because... Green Petal probably did a no-no and didn't account for the Karate Chop or Cross Chop, excuse me, Cross Chop Primate with Night Slash that can take care of Olo and Marowak, Suey Quillfish, Pyloswine, and that kind of opens up, you know, Electivire for the Charizard Gligar, and then take your pick at the other four to take care of the Zapdos. It's a big sad, but it's, uh, it's there. <laughs> Yeah, dropping dropping the Polyrath for Olo and Marowak is a little tough here. It's definitely a choice. And so, jumping down in the Vanguard slot, I see a Shadow Victory Bell, and I'm getting some PTSD from Season 1 of GBL. Other than that... Oh man, it had, oh. A, it had a lot to hit, too. <laughs> Walrein, Stunfisk, Regirock. That, that train had no brakes. Yeah, Conky definitely had his opponent's number. It's like, okay, the, the Mantian Walrein had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Mantian used wing attack. Yeah, I guess uh, Kofa Grigas probably has the bulk to at least take shields off, but. But it's definitely one of those times when you need two Pokemon to take down that that victory bell. When the, yeah, when there's when there's not an actual resist on the team, it's always a little tricky. Yeah, and then on the other slot, Gino thinks 3-0'd Rawl43. I don't even know what that team looks like. I see Regi's Shadow Hitmonchan, another Gorgas, Pelipper, Shadow Zapdos, and Whiskash. Is this is this their slot or did they just go for it? I think they just went for it. I'm checking. They did play it before with exactly the same team. Oh, that's that's what it is. I wonder I wonder but... if they got locked into uh, into a team that they didn't oh. mean to. You know what? That is honestly a fair a fair point. It's very important that you try to switch teams week to week so that that way you don't get hard countered. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're well, an Ember. Yeah, more more so into Vanguard than Ember. Right. Alrighty. So moving up to the master slot, we got Skeptical Tracer with double drag, triple dragons. Excuse me. With Garatino, Dialga, and Dragonite, up against. Ooh, Orange Forges. Up against literally one dragon counter in Avalog. I said what I said. I mean, Mega Blaziken can counter can take can help with Dialga and Excadrill, but Swampert says hello. Well, and same deal for 
the other two dragons, right? Um, mm -hmm. And Ursaluna, like, in theory, like the, the typing would be nice, but when you're relying on Tackle to do a lot of the work and not not a great fast move in this particular matchup. Right. And, I mean, I think Skeptical Tracer just had his number, honestly. Or just had their number. They did find a win so, condition, though. It wasn't, wasn't a full sweep. That's true. And then uh, we have Dr. Banner bringing a Buzzwool, and there's the altered Giratina we're finally seeing. And Alola Ninetales... That has to be level 50, honestly. Skunk Tank. Uh, Skunk Tank. With an XL Drapion and the, I think Skarmory goes up. Needs XL to get to 2500, right? Yeah, it doesn't get there. Oh. It needs the full set again. Oh, well, that's, that's something I'm just going to check off my list to not have. <laughs> And then Dr. Banner took a Cobalion, Pidgeot, Buzzwool, Tentacruel, Opscoon, Shadow Glyscore. And was unfortunately unable to pull off a win. Just because, you know, all of those XL mons. <laughs> I mean, but mostly it looks like you didn't have a great answer for Skarmory specifically. That's, that was actually what I was going to say next. <laughs> Maybe Hydro Pump Tentacruel. It's like, uh, well, and Tentacruel does get Scald, so that is okay. Obstagoon is alright. Um, Cobalion, I guess, is also neutral-ish, but yeah, not a not a hard answer. Cobalion gets access to Stone Edge, right? Yeah, well, and even just with the Double Kick Sacred Sword, you're doing neutral, so... Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then, oh, there's a Mon we haven't seen before in Greatly, in, or actually in quite a while. Uh, Dusclops. And it's not even, like, Shadow or anything. It's, it's just there, like, look, it's me, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Menacingly. Oh. oh, no, I got three O's. Yeah, and, and the Toxapex <clears throat> that is, every time I build a team, it's one of those that my lineup's don't really want to see and I'm just like what are the chances <laughs> that someone well when you ask that it's yeah. very high yeah <laughs> just like speaking into existence just don't just don't do that for future reference well you know also Jordan also known as trainer123xyz P. that's not his real name by the way he's an excellent battler I think I think I fought them one time or I did fight somebody from that area, from that region in the in the world. I just can't remember who. <laughs> well, it's been a while. Lantern had a pretty good look. Um, in general, I like Shadow Hitmonchan just because it's it's got a lot of options with the punches. But I don't like it here because you really, I mean, if you have Hitmonchan can get if it can get close combat. Or maybe it's Dynamic Punch. You can chunk the Umbreon. But you essentially do have to bring Ice Punch for the Altaria. Assuming you can't get Wigglytuff lined up. But Well, and I think I think that's the real story, is that one of these teams depended a lot more on alignment. And that's fair, honestly. 
So hats off to trainer one two three ABCL and NLP. I'm keep I'm I'm coining that for a while. I don't know. <laughs> we'll keep coming back to it. <laughs> I'll probably get a, an angry message from like, or an angry tweet like, hey, you got my name wrong. It's actually, and then they lean into it. And I go, you know what? I love this trainer. I love that. And so with that, kind of looking towards bout four, we've got Brave Nerds going up against a recently relegated team in Shadow Ballers. I definitely want to see the, the results of that match. I'll be following that one like a hawk. Seven Deadly Simps is going to get their rematch with Sea Kingpin, Kong Rippers, Fights of Powerhouse, and Switchmasters. Utah Pokemon Rangers and Fletchinderella Story are going to be looking to rebound after their losses. And then Spice's Right is going to be looking to bring Dojo Comrades back to Earth. So that's definitely going to be best of luck to these teams and battlers hope that we see some excellent bouts and no 19 to twos <laughs> but the the most points i've seen scored in one oh no right simps um put up 18 but before that one the or aside from that one bout the most points i've seen is 16 the, the one so, outlier the one outlier does not mean much <laughs> yeah i mean always always fun to go through the brave nerds bouts but the, the Gong Ripper Switchmasters. Close close second. Definitely. I think, you know, if if Brave Nerds and Shadow Ballers aren't going to be very, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Entertaining? Or, yeah, we'll use entertaining for right now until I can think of a better word. We'll definitely fall, bring Switchmasters and Gong Rippers and give them a shout out. Because they. I think Switchmasters, if Brave Nerds wasn't in the tier would definitely be the one to be running away from or running away with the whole thing when do they play heads up because you know they could actually just continue to be undefeated after this they have hold on I'm looking at the copper schedule looking at the bronze schedule we have switchmasters they fight Kong Rippers this week seeking pin spice is right Seven Deadly Simps and Shadow Ballers. So they made Shadow Ballers at the very end. That that's not who I was asking about. Oh. Who were you asking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> the Brave Nerds. Oh. And Gong Rippers. They fight them in bout about six. Okay, so there's just a couple weeks and then they'll have to if they are still both undefeated, they'll they will need to crown a champion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're the only two undefeated teams left. My goodness. So that's definitely going to be a championship week is going to be set up already. So that is our wrap-up and a quick quick preview into the a quick preview into the uh, into the fourth bout. Once again, I do want to take this time to wish each team a very good luck, especially have fun. To those teams that are on a skid, you know, I, I believe in you. You all will turn it around. To those teams who are staying winning, stay hungry because those teams are fighting after you as well. Yeah, I mean, it's not—it's not even halfway, so don't get—don't get too hung up on anything that's happened so far. Definitely, and yeah, like like you said, it's only about four. We've got five more weeks of this. 
because we had to have a two week break, which I really needed, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I needed that two week break. You you found honestly. a way to keep it exciting though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. But with that being said, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. It may be a little bit different. We're trying out some new format things. Let us know what you think. But until then, we'll be right back after these messages. Time for some tea. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little commercial break because honestly, I can't even say I did because I don't know how well it turned out yet. <laughs> I mean, it, it had to be better than last week, right? <laughs> Okay, look, we're gonna we're just gonna pretend last week did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Things occurred that didn't occur, and now we're here. Lots of tables were flipped. Lots of tables were flipped, and some some tacos were definitely eaten. And I might have put on some weight from the last time we recorded. I mean, that's what the holidays are for, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I went from having from losing from being a at losing 55 pounds to I'm now down I gained 10 pounds so boom that happened pure muscle <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and take this time to plug our Patreon and our Discord we on our Discord honestly we host every or not every single type of tournament but month to month we host a some self-meta tournaments and maybe even some custom tournaments later on then the link for our discord will be down in the description below we also do have a patreon where you can support the show for as little as a dollar we um being coming to patreon will get you access to special parts of our discord as well as one-on-ones and even being in the recording booth chat to answer questions as we kind of talk with them and kind of fact check taco and says taco you're wrong about that <laughs> And that's okay. <laughs> Alternatively, if you do not wish, if you uh, can't support us by any ways, just give us a, a follow on a podcast or even give us a review. If it's if it's witty enough, we will definitely read it on air. I personally appreciate all the comments we get just after our bouts. It's like knowing knowing we have people that support us is super cool. Honestly, just the both of us sitting down listening to it. Uh, I'll kind of quote AJ if you were able to hear the episode last week in saying that uh, she was a really big fan of the podcast and kind of reading reading a comment like that was just like, oh my goodness, people like us. <laughs> oh my gosh, people really stop. like us. <laughs> but, you know, we're, I'm really glad that, you know, every, we try to do it every week. Unfortunately, life does happen. Um, but we do also have a Twitter where you can follow to get updates on the show as well as answer the community questions via DM or just tag me. If you want to start some Twitter beef, uh, I'll just respond in memes, honestly. But our, our Twitter handle is at DragonairDen. And then there's my personal Twitter at TacoDog underscore 8. Jet does not have a Twitter. So if you want to get a hold of him, join the Discord or tweet at me and I will message him as soon as I can. We have a system. It works, okay. <laughs> we have some. We do have some goals for 2023, and actually, that could be a good community question. But whatever. Well, we we did set that for last community question. So, 
Last week we did, or last time out, we had our community question is, what is your goal in the new season for Vanilla Self in season five? Do you want to try to do all 40 waves? Do you want to just climb as high as you can? Do you want to try to go 40 and 0, which I know some of you masochists are definitely going to want to do. That's, that's kind of a yeah. that's kind of a cool stat to keep track of in this new format is just like a win streak. Honestly, yeah, it is. I unfortunately we don't really see that too often with a win streak. We just have to kind of be like, all right, here's a win, here's a win, and then we kind of have to take people at their word. It's like there's the badge for number of tournaments in a row that you've won, but that's not quite the same. Yeah, and I think. I'm gonna try to get a bot in here to give us a to give us a little bit of some custom like custom emojis that I'm gonna wanna use. That's that's in the pipeline for the server. Yeah, we def we definitely have a lack of emojis. I I'll, you know if you if you give me some, I'll make them. We, we need those reacts. And I'll put them in. So anyway. Longtime commenter, Mr. MC Mario responded with no goals only objectives his first objective is be objectively regarded as the very best like no one ever was his second objective was to repeat number one i'm gonna take that as he wants to be number one on the leaderboard and keep it there well i mean it's, it sounds like regardless of his position on the leaderboard he just he just needs people to know that he's the best that's fair and you know i i wish him the best of luck and if he's in the if he's in the discord he can get at least a couple more uh rounds under his belt currently i'm sitting at one and oh in completed tournaments because the only tournament i've entered i got a bye it's <laughs> a good start <laughs> so i'm one and oh in the tournament which is i'm it's honestly better off since last time out <clears throat> excuse me However, we do understand that there was some technical issues regarding the last episode, so we're going to leave this question blank, or kind of reword it, is what is your goal for Pokemon Go in 2023? you want to go to a regional? Do you want to be objectively regarded as the very best like no one ever was? Do you want to amass a Stardust count that is un unholy? And I will say, please give me some of that sweet stardust, because I'm dust poor. Well, re uh, relatively speaking. I need to I need to follow up on a rumor I heard of the stardust gifting. Please. It's like, <laughs> please let us let us know. What what what's that about? If if you got that functionality, please tell us about it. I wish that we can do that, but. It's just a pipe dream. So, Jet, do you, you have any Pokemon Go-related goals for 2023? Well, now I kind of want to play another regional and, you know, do do better. You know, everyone's got to start something. <laughs> I set the bar low. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's fair. I, I want to go to a regional. Actually, no, I have two goals. One, I want to go to a play Pokemon regional. And number two is I want to I want to host regular in-person tournaments again, but successful ones. What it, so do do you have a vision for what successful means in that 
regard. Yeah, so we have at least 12 players, uh, so at least a four-round tournament. We have some prizes donated by, or we have consistent prizes like donated by local businesses that want to be a part of something like this. And then, all in all, everybody just kind of meets everyone and has a good time and nobody goes home upset. That's what I'm going to regard as a, as a, as a successful tournament. I like it. The, the one tournament that I've started so far has kind of a 50-50 mix of people from factions and some new faces, and that was super surprising to me. Like, I know it's the first for the San Diego server, but it's it's always fun to see new people in the mix. Right. And we're just... Ra- I'm wrapping up the final the final tournament with Brave Nerds the practice cup that's going on right now where I am sitting at a casual two wins and four losses (laughs) was it good practice for you? oh definitely my first four rounds I got the entire I got both field specialists for Ember I got and then I got to fight against Gino again and then I got to fight against Excuse me. And then I got to fight against. Um, no, sorry. The first three rounds was Brave Nerds people. We'll, we'll call it, it the Friendship Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll call it. But you know, I've I've been having fun. I know how to make this team work a little bit and just not work as well. So I've got some I've got some things to to learn and kind of go from there. All right, so it's now it's now it's time for the part of the show where I very much deserve this, <clears throat> the salsa bar. So while I was editing the last episode, and AJ, I'm very sorry. Like, I'm very, very sorry that we botched this, <laughs> if you're listening. So I made, I had made all, put the finishing touches on it, I made it nice and pretty, and then I forgot to unmute the vocal parts of the the episode once it had rendered and I uploaded it and I didn't I didn't do my pre-checks and I just said it's good we're gonna do this and we're I put it out there 12 hours later Jet goes hey so it's just music <clears throat> I, I hoped so hard that someone else had already said something <laughs> no you were the first you were the first person to say that 12 straight hours of being up there not one person tweeted like Hey, you all screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is some nice calming music or whatever, but I thought there was supposed to be a podcast. <laughs> yep. And so I ended up I ended up doing taking it down, re-uploading it. And the the Spotify users, like I said, hey guys, is this working? And the Spotify users were like, yep, it's doing well. The Apple Podcast people said, nope, it's still just music. And so I I try my best to try to make it work. And but since I don't have Apple Podcasts, I have to go off of what others are telling me. And I had gotten I was very sad. So I think Apple Podcasts didn't let me make excuse me, changes. But you know, I, I just botched the upload on that one. That that one's on me. <laughs> I'm very sorry. 
I'll try to do my due diligence next time. I will. I, I know you were stressing about the being behind on the release already, so I'm sure that was probably what pushed it ahead. Well, I was I was a week behind because, and not to get too personal, I had lost a, a very good friend of mine. She was 15. Uh, she was my little doggy. The original, the original I, I also, dog. Honestly, she's my namesake. But you know, just having. Just having her not be here was just a little, a little on the harder side. But I still can't use that as, a, as an excuse to not give a, a quality product. Uh, you all deserve better, and I will definitely do better. You're doing great, Taco. Thank you. <laughs> so now we're going to jump into. And this is, I know it's a little bit of a heavier salsa bar, but I do want to let you know that I'm completely sorry. Um, but yeah, so what was I saying? The GBL Progress, moving out of that heavy salsa bar. So currently I'm sitting in the... I'm playing a lot of Master Premiere. And after losing a lot, I dropped to a very low 1946. And I've been using the Master Premiere to just climb back up. And I'm currently sitting at... 2169. A very nice number, if I do say so myself. Indeed. How's your how's your uh, progress looking, Jet? So after the regional on Sunday, I made a few level 50s and I played an open. And after uh, so I did two, two, three sets, so I lost a little bit, but then I changed up the order, and I went all positive after that, and I hit veteran at 2,500 exactly, and I was like, that's a good place to hang out. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't think I've hit that one exactly before. It's like, I've, I've done the legend at 3,000, I've, I think been within a couple points on expert i don't think i've done the vet just straight on <laughs> so that that was that was nice to move out of ace there was just like eh. well and, and just to kind of test the waters for open master league since i have i have not played that since they moved it up to 50 i was like oh i can do this you see i told you you can so it turns out shundos are perfectly usable in open master league. <laughs> you just gotta believe in yourself. <clears throat> you just you just gotta dump all of the dust on them. <laughs> and uh, never look back. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of some fun facts. Um, I just I took a new position, but that's not why I'm saying that. Um, I took a new position. It's right next to a Pokestop and a gym. Nice. So you know, so you know what that means. Gifts for all. Yes. <clears throat> Gifts for all. <laughs> so we might we might be lucky friends sometime. You know, we'll be lucky friends when you come back to um, when you come back to Iowa. That'll be good. I got to uh, lucky trade with with Donut at the regional, so that was that was a good time. And then also uh, Irod, and he. He, he sent us off with some, some Pokemon packs to open, which was super kind of him, and a nice memento. 
Oh yeah, before I forget about that, uh, the local tournaments that we're gonna be raffling off some Pokemon pack or Pokemon packs if you enter, and if you win, you get like a mat, you get like a Pokeball tin. We're gonna be doing that. That's pretty fun. So I'm hoping we draw a crowd. Um, of course, it's the first tournament in two years at my local community, so we're gonna be we're gonna be a little on the on the uh, newer side. Are you are you still at the library, or do you have a new spot? Uh, we're at the we're there's this new vid arcade bar that opened up. It's called Double Tap, so we're gonna be there testing it out. And on Sundays, Sundays they allow ch people under the age of 21 in there. And so you can kind of play Ski Ball, Guitar Hero, Mario Kart, and some other games while you're also competing. So it's like, hey, come play Pokemon Go and, you know, support local business and play some games. <laughs> start, start the relationship. It's like, a, it's like a nerd's paradise, so. I like it. But we're, we're very excited to kind of jump in and do this it's gonna be a little i'm not gonna lie it's gonna be a little hard running tournaments for the locals and the online part so i'm gonna be i'll be a little a little stretched these next couple of weeks but I'll, I'll find something to make it work i mean at least it's only gonna be one of each right you're not trying to do a bunch yeah uh my goal is to do the local we do the enter the dragonair's den jump in for Cantons a little bit and then help out with Brave Nerd and the Thunderdome. I'll be doing like maybe five tournaments but only have to worry about one. Like as a, as a participant you mean? Yeah, I'll be doing five tournaments as a participant. I'll be doing one as a tournament staff. But I guess I get, this is a good time to say if you want to be a tournament, if you know how to run some Pokemon Go tournaments in Silphorina PvP, please join our server because I'm always looking for some extra help. I can't do this alone. All right, shameless plug over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, unfortunately, with uh, Master League Premier Cup ending, is probably gonna be where my my run of my run of uh, climbing ends. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna try my best. You, you, so. you don't think you'll climb when Great League comes back? Some, some maybe maybe. I haven't decided yet. I just need a good Great League team, which coincidentally I struggle with. Oh, and we have Go Battle Day coming up on the 14th. Yeah. And I work that day. Oh, well. Well, I, I'll still find some, find some time to climb. It's it's all the open leagues for that for this whole upcoming week, so you got options. That's good. Yeah. Alrighty then. So, that was a pretty, this is a pretty good start to the new year. I'm very, I'm very excited to see what this new year brings. And I'll try to get more uploady schedules get some more in, get some more guests in and maybe even have um put us some fun so with that being said i want to thank you all for joining us tonight tonight today <laughs> wherever you're listening um i do want to let you all know that you all need to stay away from that icy path because there's some ice types in there and keep your dragon fang sharp get all the shinies and all the mega energy and win all your games <laughs> we'll see you all in our next episode stay healthy out there